Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. My name is Tim Hayden, and I'll be your host. We have a tremendous show for you. Our guest is the legendary and beautiful Liz Kiefer. Liz has appeared in many soap operas and TV shows, including The Young and the Restless, One Life to Live, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital. But she's best known for her portrayal of Christina Blake Marler on Guiding Light. Please feel free to ask questions and co have comments while we are live. Welcome, Liz. How are you? Hi, Tim. I'm I'm good. Happy Halloween. Woo! Happy Halloween. I know this year's kind of gone by, gone by pretty quick. I know. I know. It's it's pretty amazing, but it's gorgeous. And I'm in New York right now, and it's just uh, uh, ugh, breathtaking. Breathtaking. Just this time I, of year is. It's just a picture, you know, it looks like a painting outside. Absolutely. It's that same way here in Kentucky. It's just all colors. All You're in Kentucky. Woo! Yes, okay. Kentucky. Yeah. I Got love my it. little country accent. Yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to pick it up. Just, it just, that, just going to happen. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, so what was it like for you growing up in California? Oh, yeah. I'm a California girl at heart. Um, you know, it was wonderful. I mean, it's, it's the only thing I knew. I didn't realize that I, I was growing up in su a, a, such a special place that, I mean, it really is different <laughs> until I came back east, until I came into New York and I went, oh, whoa, you know. Um, and interestingly enough, though, my parents hail from back east they 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 we always refer to it as back east you know um yes. they're from massachusetts and rhode island so um i definitely had that that kind of upbringing those values i i, I want to say values but it because it was just a, it, it was a different culture it, it, it was different so i had that within california i was it was all it didn't quite mix always i always felt like i was a little out of sync with everybody else um but um, but it was, and then at the same time, it was just, it was amazing. You know, it's just the weather and the, it's the beauty of it. And, and I went to great schools there that um, just filled with creative people. And I had the opportunity of, you know, the, going to school with the sons and daughters of, you know, people we were seeing on TV. It was kind of, uh, and in film, so in a way, um, it normalized it for me. It, right. So it wasn't so far i was like well you know hallie's mom is doing this i, I so it's kind right. of kind of um i didn't realize how unique that was until I, I i i came here and and then i speak to other people and then i have so much um admiration for the young people that um threw everything in the back of their car and then travel and just go and don't know a soul and I'm, 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 and, and it's a completely different world. I'm, I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive. I spoke to a couple of celebrities who's done that from the, from the Midwest out to California. And just said, I didn't know if my car was even going to make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so funny. Everybody, I, when in the beginning, when I was first starting out, um, I would all, and even now, um, everybody just always thought I was from the Midwest, always. And I was always asked something like that. So, 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 so I didn't have the typical California girl look. So, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. So do you come from an acting family? No, not at all. No. I mean, my just um, it's funny. I just ran across a picture of my parents. My father was an aerospace engineer 
who worked for Pratt Whitney Aircraft. And um, so he worked heavily with NASA and all of that, developing the fuel. Oh, wow. So he was, but, um, and my mom was his secretary. They met, he, you know, one of those romance office romances. Um, but no, they did it. They did do it um, in a community theater and I ran across, and I had no idea. My father would build the sets and there was some, my mother was, she kind of had a Judy holiday thing happening for those of you old enough to know who she was. Um, um, and she got cast in things and, and, and they did, they did community theater, but that's as close as it got. I, there was nothing, nothing professional. Do you have any siblings or anything? Oh yeah. Um, you know, my sister is the one that, um, Mary, her name is her, her married name is Cherry. So Mary Cherry. Um, <laughs> she lives in, I love it. So great. I just keep saying Mary Cherry. Um, she lives in North Carolina and uh, she runs a theater there. She, she does a lot of community theater and um, she can do everything. So she's the one that I just did anything, anything she was in. I was learning, you know, she, she's six years older than me, but she would be doing it. And so I would learn the shows and um, I watched it. So, and, but my, and then I have uh, two other brothers that um, didn't, were not part of theater, but you know, everybody grew up with it in the, in a lot of musicals, a lot of musical theater growing up. When did you know that that was what you wanted to do? Uh, gee, I think I always knew that hmm, probably when I got into middle school, junior high school without there, when I realized, oh, wait a second. Um, I was pretty much a geek. And prior to that, I was just this bookworm and scrawny little kid that looked younger than everybody. I was not cool, not cool at all. Like, I, you know, I'm around all these really cool California girls. And I'm like, not. So when I realized that it's, I could get on stage and I had this presence that whew, I could be all these other people. Um, and I came into my own and I blossomed in that way. And I started discovering more about myself. Um, I think that's when I really made the decision, if I want to be honest, that, oh, I need, I need to do this. Um, and I was very fortunate that doors opened for me. So. Yeah, and you went to the University of California uh, yeah, I was a music. I was a music major in there, but because um, um, I did a lot of singing, I was singing first. Singing brought me in, definitely. I studied um, a lot of voice. Um, and then I then I went into. I actually started working. I, I that's I got the contract on Young the Restless, um, so I had to, I couldn't quite make classes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I started work at, I went to the, uh, this professional acting school, um, for about four or five years. Uh, and because at the time they didn't have the, the programs that they have now, right. now you go, oh my gosh, you, you have these amazing acting programs that help to facilitate your, your career and, 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 and film acting and stage act. Well, it's all the same acting, but you learn the technique. Te the technical aspects um, of each, but th back then, because I'm old now. <laughs> no, you're not. So I so I went to the Academy of Stage and Cinema Arts. So it really helped me to to prepare for um, 
film auditions as well as stage doing, you know, studying theater. Um, so I was really grateful. It was really nice. Was Young and the Restless your first acting? I mean, other than stage. My very first acting gig was a, a guest spot on Lou Grant, which was a spinoff from Lou Grant, right? Mary Tyler mm -hmm. Moore, right? But that was a detective show. And I played a rape victim. Ugh. Um, uh, and then, and then right after that, I did a happy days. Mm -hmm. um, that on my list later on down the line. <laughs> yeah. Those all happened like boom, boom, boom. And then after, and then I did some, uh, some, some other, some other jobs that we will not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't of the same caliber. Um, right. And then Young and the Restless. Because you went right from Young and the Restless to Days of Our Lives as Amy Cooper, didn't you? Oh, God, Amy Cooper. I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was I saw some clips before I came on uh, this weekend. <laughs> that Oh, God. I just remember the four. there were four of us that were on the run. It was so perfect. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was and fun. then then you your next soap job was General Hospital, and that one I want to talk about a little bit because that was a different character for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but honestly, my next one was actually One Life to Live. Oh, was it? Well, it was One Life to Live. I went the first time I went to New York, and then when I came back to Los Angeles, it was General Hospital. Gotcha. Well, IMDb, they got me again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they get that wrong? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, but you played uh, Sister Camilla McKay. Yeah, Mackay. Mackay. <laughs> Camilla McKay. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, wow. I was a good sister. We think. Well, you were, but yeah, then we switched at birth. Yes. Then yeah. things happened that kind of. Turns you away from the monastery, the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suddenly it's like, whoa! I'm gonna take this, this 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 veil off. I was a novice, so technically I hadn't taken my vows. Right. So. That that still had to be awkward for you, you know, going to play from a holy nun to okay, here we go. <laughs> I did. I did quite a lot of that, though. It was really interesting. I realized I've had a lot of that in my past, where I go from good girl to bad girl. Like I can flip. Um, right. And, and it was kind of fun because it was, yes, I was in the nuns. And I remember I still have memories of things like that because I would be, I was, I was still very young and so disciplined, you know, I'm going to show up, know my, I always show up and know my lines and that I'm always prepared. And I would insist on washing my hair and, and I, the big hair, I had the big hair under the, every single day I had to wash it and have it beautiful. Even, and all they were going to do is put it in the thing. And I remember right. the hair, people were like, you're okay. You know, and I, I don't know. I mean, it was just a little obsession. Um, and then when the, the, the veil came off, yeah, then it was crazy lady or not crazy lady, obsessive lady. How about that? So at that point, were you can, happy with doing the daytime? Because it's different. Daytime, nighttime, the way they shoot's totally different. Well, interestingly enough, I had a lot of nighttime that was three camera, which is very similar to daytime. Because what I love about it, I love, I love the daytime format. And it's the same thing that 
sitcoms would have, like when I did Happy Days, um, Cheers, Bloods, um, My Two Dad. But, but well, there are certain formats where you you you're on a stage, you're on a um, the sound stage, and there's an audience, literally, and there's three cameras that are grabbing different um, angles while you do the entire scene live. So it's very different from film, like what uh, the Blue Bloods that I just did. It's not that. That's that's a film that you just sit there and they they have a, a camera and then you do it again from this angle and you it, it it's shot completely differently and you sometimes only do harsh parts of scenes and you do pickups and you don't you don't always do the scene from beginning to end. So what I loved about soaps and the sitcom, um, I think I Love Lucy. It was it was Desi Arnaz that created this initially. Um, this format, this three camera format, is is it's like doing live theater, but they're shooting it. It's right. a combination the two, of the two, and that was my sweet spot always. See, I just learned last week of what a long shot, what they call a long shot, is. Uh, right. TV. It's a long shot, them and the master where they get the whole thing in, and then they come closer and closer. And there's a whole right. technique for that, um, and that requires its own set of tools, skills. Well, you finally landed the role of Christina Blake Thorpe Marler. That, yeah. <laughs> did, did you have any idea, I mean, when you took that role, what it was going to do? <laughs> it just. No. Well, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be solid and big, and I had never. I don't know how to explain this. I've never had a role that I knew was mine, like so solidly. Like this one was, oh no. First of all, this is one left. Uh, this is this uh, guiding light has been in my life since 1979. I've been following these people. So I know it very well. It's my show inside and out. And then Jerry was so amazing. And I just knew this character. Like I knew what to do, what, what, what I wanted to do and what they were asking me to do. And I knew it was evolving and changing. And I was like, oh, I have to do this. So I'd never had that kind of feeling like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be a good ride. Right. Um, I'm grateful that it lasted as long as it did. You played that role for almost 20 years. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Until it went down. <laughs> Uh, what was your audition like for that role? Do you remember? Yeah. You know, the actually I did two screen tests in like a couple of weeks apart. One, the first one was for Eve. It was for the character of Eve that, um, uh, oh, I'm going blank on who got the part. She was so, so lovely, so lovely. Anyway, and you know, the noble doctor and everything. And I came in and I, and, and, and I basically did it kind of via Blakeish, very Blakeish. And they even told me like, nah, she's not going to be this, this, this broad, like she, 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 this character is more of the quiet, noble thing. And I was like, yeah, I, okay. But I have humor and I have all these other qualities that I, that I, I know um, 
I can't help but bring to the table. And I and I didn't get the part, but but at the same time, I knew, oh, I'm going to be on that show. I just knew it. I was like, I'm I'm still going to be on that show because I knew that they liked me. I just I was not right for for Eve. And and then when they called back like two weeks later and said, okay, <laughs> you're right for this for sure. And and Jerry was amazing. I thought my screen test was with him. Um, he was, as always, made he made me feel safe, comfortable. Um, it's okay to try anything. Uh, you could throw him anything, and he would, he would go with it. And I knew that that's something Blake would do. She would she she try to manipulate him and do all the kinds of things. So I was purposefully being very playful with that. Um, and I think that's what was, that's what was good. Like, I, I just knew, oh, I need to play with this person. And I didn't, I didn't play it safe. So I think that's probably why. I couldn't imagine anybody else doing the role like you did. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, because you had everything, everything happened to poor Blake on that show. And you happened to be the actor playing when everything happened to her, kidnapping doing kidnapping, getting shot, uh, poisoned as a mayor. You know? Yeah, I know. Twins by two different fathers. That was fun. Yes, yes yeah. that, I, forgot, I forgot about that one. Rick and uh, Ross. That was a fun, fun storyline. To work with those two together, masters, both of them. Oh, how'd you keep a straight face? It was I difficult. Mean, they're, they're hilarious. Both of them were. The question is, how did Jerry keep a straight face? Because... He had to watch the two of us with Michael and I would, because Michael would, would, would just be exasperated. <laughs> he was just so. Right. And he's, he's improvising and changing the lines on the spot and doing all this stuff. And, and it was perfect because it just, it was just enough that tension between the two of us. And it was more brother and sister tension because that's what it needed to be, even though, you know, he might have been the father of my children. But I, how Jerry kept a straight face with the two of us doing our routine. We used to play, we used to say that he's, he, that, you know, those beanies with the, with the little, the little uh, twirly thing. Twirly things. We used, to, we used to say, well, you're just going to have to put the beanie on. Spin the beanie, you know, just <laughs> pretend you don't see it. He, he did a lot of that. He pretended he didn't see what was happening. And that, I think, he was genius. Oh, for sure. And uh, I had Justin D's on a couple of weeks ago. And you and uh, Fiona Hutchison were two that he said were, he loved playing, working with you all because you could, whatever he threw, you took it. You didn't have to stop. You didn't have to be, you know, it didn't throw yeah. you. Yeah. He said y'all two were masters at that. Oh, wow. That's a compliment. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a master. I mean, boy, I, I, he could just do anything and he could just pick up the script in the morning. I'm just that morning and just have it. Well, he said that his wife taught him that he said in the beginning he was doing a, 20, 30, 40, he'd started 20 pages, 20 this day, then 30, then 40. Then he got on his well turns. He said that she said, No, you're doing that wrong. And totally changed his way. How really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because I'm gonna say Jerry and I very much had the same method of learning. We 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 learned, we really looked at our scripts 
the weekend before? Because you always had the scripts at least over the weekend prior to the week coming up. And right. so we would break them down and we would get we would get comfortable with them. And then always the night before we shot, we really we always were lines when we came in in the morning. Like both of us. But we kind of did a we would give each, we would we would have rewards for every like every two pages at the time I smoked. And so I was like, I got a cigarette. Like, oh, I got a cigarette every time I smoked about two pages. You know, Jerry would a cup of coffee. Like, we have these little rewards for, for learning lines. So I, we probably did it the other way. I want to know what, what, what Margaret has to say. <laughs> uh, she'll be on soon. She's Will working. She? Okay. She's I, I working in. She's doing a show in Nashville, a stage show right now, so she doesn't have time to, but yeah. Good for her. Is she really? Good for yes, her. She is. Um, but you and you and Ross, you and Jerry, y'all didn't even have to act like your characters because anytime anybody saw you two, it was like, Well, there's Ross and Blake. I mean, <laughs> you could have said anything and you, it still would have been Ross and Blake saying it. <laughs> I mean yeah, they, they really, we, we were able to fill out those characters very well and um, balance each other out. Uh, good dance partners, I have to say. Um, uh, I think we always knew when we can lighten it up and we always knew when to, when to really keep it grounded and, and deep. And he also, you know, can go in. I mean, don't don't ever do, be a opposite him where he's mad or, or angry at you because it's like enough. To, I, I, I'd be trembling in my boots. And I remember Wendy Moniz and I both like he we have each one of us if we ever had to have a scene where Ross had to be yelling at us and re really yelling at. I mean, going deeply. Right. That that scary place. Um, that he was not one you wanted to be opposite from. We were both, we, we, we'd be like, oh my God, trembling. <laughs> well, Ross didn't lose his temper a whole lot. I mean, he did, but he not didn't lose lot, what you're but... talking about to the extent that you're talking about. That was. Um, you know, that first year he won his Emmy, that, that Emmy reel was, because um, that's our whole thing. Because I, I, he asked me to, he didn't want anything to do with, the Emmy scenario for trying right. to figure it out. Like you have, to, I have to give you two shows. I don't know what you, Liz, you pick them. And I did, I picked one with Wendy, him just having, having it out with her, with, with the character of Dinah and Ross. And, and then his stag party the night before where he had all Peter Simon and it was, this yes. I mean, he was drunk and he was all over the place. And it was just this fabulous uh, spectrum of talent. So, yeah, yeah. That, well, that anger won him part of his Emmy. <laughs> a rumor I heard about him is his favorite thing was Tic Tacs. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's everywhere. And, and if you... <laughs> If you were, if you were good, if I got all my lines, I was like a puppy dog. If I got all my lines, I'd get a pick. I'd get a tic tac. Like, <laughs> if we if we get through the scene, okay. Um, tic tacs were everywhere. Also, this is a little unhygienic, and I'm so sorry for all the the the, the build the set builders that had to deal with this. But he, he used to put his used gum everywhere. 
Jerry. It's like he always like the gum would be underneath tables and things. It's like Jerry, you can't do that. <laughs> but he did. Send him to school, make him flip desks like we had to use in high school. If we got caught doing that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that's yeah. Did you have a favorite storyline? I mean, I know there were so many, uh, or favorite storylines. Oh yeah. I know. I loved seeing you, Blake, and Holly together. The oh. interaction between you two were just. Thank you. I I adored. That was. Um, that was such a brilliant storyline. The, the one that I entered into, which was, it was already set up so brilliantly. The, 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 the scenes with Blake and Holly and Blake and Roger. Oh, right. and then not knowing if Blake's working, is working with Roger or working with Ross, which one is it? I don't even think Blake knew, you know, it, it was, right. mm, there was, she, there was, there was that, need to please Roger so much and could maybe I should be with him and then but then the the truly falling like I, what Ross did for Blake you know just no one had ever expect accepted her that way so and Holly Maureen Garrett all I have to do is just be in a scene and listen to her and, and just watch her face I mean there was nothing required other than just listen to her and be there and she's amazing so that was a lot of fun to work with her because we did play the 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 hurtfulness but i think that there was something underneath there that the reason why it hurts so, we hurt each other so much was that we we did love each other well i think you uh, spoke true to the old uh, mothers and daughters issue you know Y'all had issues, but you would end up working them out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we worked them out on each other and then with each other. Right. I think one of my favorite storylines was probably with you and her whenever she was the kidnapper towards later on, because they had that a mystery. You didn't know who it was for such a long time. And then yeah. it was like, oh, my God, it couldn't be her. I know. <laughs> She just could be so vulnerable and it so real. Everything about her was just so delicious. Yeah. You know, she I, I really sure. working with her. And Peter Simon too. Peter was like that too. He was I think I call him the best listener of the whole. He could steal a show just by or a scene just by listening. Yeah, yes. I mean he, he, he did smart. Yeah. Did you know the show was going to end like anytime lengthy before, or did they just kind of like say it's going to be ending in a week? Well, when we found out that it was being canceled was six months before it actually was canceled. So we knew the last six months that it was being canceled, but that was still a shock. I mean, I wasn't prepared to hear that. We knew it was in trouble. Um, right. and we, we, you know, obviously they kept, because they were, they kept taking away all of our um, ability to shoot it. I mean, we went. Right. Um, but. And you could kind of see that through, if you, if you're a true fan, you watch the show, you know, they used to go to San Cristobal or go to New York City and film. And then towards the end, it was like, no, 
Exactly. Well, one thing I do like is how Crystal uh, took the show after the show ended and took well, not really the characters, but kind of, it started the show Venice. Oh, that yeah. You've been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's savvy. That, that woman's, she's got it. Yeah. She does. She does. She's a busy woman. I can't, I can't seem to get her nailed down to do the show, but I know yeah. she's trying to get the next season up. Yeah, she is. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was it like working with so many different soap opera stars? I mean, for shows that you weren't even on, because she brings in people from all over. That's what I love. I love about it. Me too. Well, it's wonderful because, you know, listen, anybody who's had experience on a soap, you can trust that they're going to show up and then and, and they're going to show up and they're and they're right. going to they're going to have it. Um, that's a nice feeling like. Technically, like what we've had to, what we had to do, and so you're in a club, you know, you sort of, <laughs> oh yes, the knowingness that 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 you're all gonna um, be able to work the same way. And so, well, what are the odds to see Blake and Nora in the same show together? You know, that uh, that's what I love, Hillary. I do too. I was great. a huge fan. I've been a huge fan of hers for a long time. Um, yeah, um, since she was a Margot, since she played Margot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was kind of a, I was a fangirl, definitely. I'm, that's the thing. I'm a fangirl for a lot of these uh, soaps have been a big part of my life. Yes, I, I have to restrain myself before every show because I, I am a fan of everyone I've ever had on the show. I'm a huge fan of, and it's kind of like, don't fan out, don't fan out. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You can <laughs> Do you see yourself going back to soap operas? I mean, I know you might come back to the uh, Venice, but as far oh, as... Oh, gee. You know, I'll never say never. Uh, you know, um, they're, they've all left New York, and I, I am living in New York right now. Um, although I'm an empty nester now, so the kids are <laughs> out and about in the world. So you never know. I, it's possible I find myself back in, in California. My my son's in San Francisco right now. Um so uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 uh, the role would probably have to be right. I would think. Yeah. The role would have to be right. They, 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 I, I want to do, I, I know that I want to do very heartfelt, you know, once I had that, that, that I, that relationship with Jerry and that whole Ross and Blake. If, if you gave me another Ross and Blake, if we, if I get, if I find another Ross, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that, that's, that would be very hard to do. <laughs> Finding another. Yeah, anyway, to, yeah. Right. There could never be another Jerry Verdorn. So, well, we spoke earlier, you did some primetime shows as well. Um, are you more partial to dramas or the comedies? Um, you know what? I I think my sweet spot is the dramedy. That that's what I want to do. I I, I want to be on some streaming show where I really am the heart, the the one with the heart and the wisdom and the and the humor, but and where it's healing. I I'm very I'm very much into the healing arts and and just using my, that energy for um, um lifting lifting people up. So I like that dramedy thing. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to ask what, 
but have you ever d- played a role that you were just kind of like, I wish I hadn't done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When especially when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I think in the beginning I, I would do anything. I'm like, of course, I'm a soldier. I just you ask me, I, I will I will I can I, I can find that within me and I can I can um, as long as I can just, you know, I find I create the story and the and the justification for being there. And, and as long as I can make it real. Yes. Um but yeah, I can look back now and go, oof, you know, some some of those, some of the programs are, I wish I, I wouldn't do again, put it that way. Well, that question came to me after I had forgotten about a commercial you had done, but I ran across it during my research and uh, it was a personal, female personal commercial. Oh, I won't say I the brand. I was that one. Yeah, I, just, I did that one. <laughs> That's when that question came to I mind. I thought, I, wonder she, I, thought, I wonder what she thinks about that. Now, that's where that question honestly came from. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of commercial. Although my, you know, if it depends if it's humorous, I'll do it. Like the Staples commercial I did where I was I the, 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 the cheerleader with my, hu- yes. that was fun. And that's <laughs> funny. I mean, that was funny. I like that. The, the, those are That'll do. Um, yeah, the monastet that one was literally to pay off my credit card. I had I was very much in debt when I started getting light. Like I was in a lot of debt. And so <laughs> getting light, and you know, they put me on hold for a long time. They cast me, but then I didn't really start for because they kept delaying it. They wanted it to happen after the blockout and right. and that kept the way they needed to write it. So it just was no, it's not going to be this month. It's next month. Oh, actually, it's the following. No, actually, it's three months from now. And but they weren't paying me. You know, they were just. I was just on hold. Um. So yeah. Um. Monastat came in and and I took that. It's hey, what amazing it, what you'll do when you. If it paid a bill, that's enough. It paid a credit card. <laughs> well, I said, okay, I'll do it. That was. <laughs> 78 takes or something. I, I just remember those. T- that was take after take after take. It was. It was, yeah. it was very. You were very. You were, you know very serious because it was a very, very serious. serious very, very serious. And I was like, I, was like, I wonder if she even remembers doing this. Oh, I remember thing. every second of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to do that anymore. Thank God. <laughs> well, you're now a life coach, correct? Yeah, I work. I work with. Um, yeah, it, it, self-belief. I call it self-belief. Um, it's transcending self-doubt. I help people heal their self-doubt. Really um, started working with actors and then helping them um, helping them make the transition from stage to camp to film um, because I'm good with that. And most, but but you need to be very comfortable with yourself and in front of the camera, camera will pick up everything. And, and that's when I realized, oh, before we can get there, we have to start working on what it is that's holding you back and protecting you and keeping you smaller from allowing yourself to just show up as a hundred percent, like the, your, with your gifts. And um, that's where it all started. And then I went and did a whole bunch of training um, that I continue to do. And um, I work now. I have a clientele all over the 
actually the world because I work with people in different countries too. Um, and it's, and it is, it's all about um, who, who are you underneath your, your self-doubt? Like if that self-doubt were understood and managed and you had a different relationship to it, well, what would your life be there? And I help people find that and go. Everybody needs that, some kind of centering. I mean, yeah, it's it's a big deal. But but what I have learned is that it's not um, it's not something you banish. Self-doubt is not it doesn't actually it's here to protect you. And so I help people to understand that when you have a different relationship with it and it's not this get it away from me. And how I can't believe that I'm I'm this part of me sabotages myself like this. It's like, whoa, let's hold back. <laughs> yeah, because there's <laughs> a reason it's there. And it's a good reason. And it's actually just wants to protect you. And so we start to understand that. And then you, you, you turn the whole thing around. Anyway, I could, I could forever. I get excited and I can help people. Maybe we could schedule another show where you could just do that because I'm all about learning. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm still not real comfortable even doing these. It's just, but I'm getting better. Oh, but you're so good. Uh, thank you. I try, and it's just yeah. <laughs> so you have a beautiful family. I've seen pictures. I do them all. Um, and you said that were any of them interesting actors? You said one of them was your daughter. Oh, my daughter was did theater all her whole. She's amazing. Um, but she has um, she's in the uh, art world now. She's a, a fine arts photographer um and and the publishing world too she 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 works with um, a publishing um photography magazine um probably gonna go to grad school but um we'll see still in the arts she's in the arts every month it, it changes you know these kids you know they they graduated into the covid and that's tough i really feel for these kids in their early 20s that graduated into like nothing right. and, and now are trying to scramble. And so she, she's kind of in that place. So um, she's doing really well though. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> um, um, she has shows in Europe and all sorts of things and wow. shows her work is being um, published and um, she's really talented um, <clears throat> and still a good actor, but she didn't pursue that um, professionally <laughs> yet. <laughs> And my well, son's a science person, so he's a tech. Right. Yeah. Hey, tech! You gotta have tech nowadays. Gotta have. Gotta have, have, to, gotta have it. Mm-hmm. So, what do you like to do during your free time? When you have uh, free time. When I have free time, yeah, I'm always studying. It's interesting. I'm, I'm constantly learning. I'm always taking courses and classes. Um, yeah, free time um, is is really um, hiking and. Um, I'm making, well, when I have a sewing room, I, I don't have one anymore right now <laughs> because my kids have used it with all the, all their stuff from college back to me. And now it's all in this room that I used to have a sewing room that I could make amateur quilts with. Um, and now I, I can't even find the sewing machine. Um, so yeah, um, it's, I, you know, I'm really heavily involved with my family. Like I just went to visit my sister in North Carolina and 
Um, now it's kind of fun now being able to vi go visit my uh, my grown kids and right. theater. And I, I'm always involved in my local theater here, doing play readings and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Have you thought about doing any uh, acting act, acting coaching? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I definitely have done that. I used to do that exclusively um, when Guiding Light first got off the air, and then it moved into the life coaching. That's the thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I it just it was so wonderful to help free people of 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 all those protective strategies that kept them. Um, from really showing up that I was like, oh, we have to go there first. And, and <laughs> so I kept, so it always kept gravitating back to that. But um, I think coaching, sure. Yeah, it's fun. Well, I mean, what they say is true. You know, you have to love yourself or you can really love anybody else. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it, it, this is, this is, I'm honestly going to say the first time, first time I'm truly like myself and and i don't mean that in a i i mean that in a deep like yeah i've accepted i'm i'm good i'm good with even all the mess ups and the, you know right Ooh, i look at it all differently now and it's 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 pretty cool it's it's a pretty nice place to be um my 20s were very painful um and, and so it's, it's nice to be able to turn that around and i kind of wish i had all this wisdom back then but that's not how it works <laughs> right or turn the clock back a little bit anyway <laughs> well yeah but maybe that's what it take to, you know that's that's who you that's how you, you become who you are by all of that stuff that happens right yeah that's what i meant when i was saying you have to love yourself before you do your best yeah. based on your your coaching um you know you have to you have to and you do well, so you can teach it all yeah Accept it, love it, be with it, and and yeah, it's in, it's very important. This honor it. I'm and now I'm also into the uh, parts work, which is um, this internal family systems modality of 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 working. You have you have multiple parts of you that show up and take over. You know, and right. I'm I'm all about honoring all the parts and listening to them and their needs and concerns and not letting them drive the bus. So that's the thing. Most people, if you don't realize that you have these parts that take over and they're running, you're, 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 they're, they're driving the bus and who you are, that's not a part, you know, that who you truly are is just sort of sitting at the back of the bus going, how did I get, how, when did I lose <laughs> the keys? Like, how did I not, get, why am I back here? <laughs> I, I love that you've gotten to that point and that you're willing to share that to help other people get to that point. Uh, I think that's fabulous. Oh, thank you. You know what? If we can all be dry, if we can all have that kind of freedom, I think that's, that's the key to just healing and, and all the, the separation that's happening right now. It's like, Ooh, wow. If we could all just take some coaching. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Especially right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I would like that. So, But if I can just one person by one person, I'm fine with that too. You know? 
Um, well, like I said, maybe you could come back and we could do a whole show on that and we could promote where they can, where they can reach you to hire you. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Something yeah. to think about. Something to think about. I, okay. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to be in this place. Oh, I, I love that you're doing it. Liz, you're the best. You no, are. I appreciate you. you so much for being here. And I, I really hope you'll come back. I really oh, do. I would love to. You're, this is this is lovely. You've been, and it's such a great afternoon for me. So thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a great afternoon for me. It's mark off my bucket list. <laughs> to talk with you. All righty. Uh, if you want to hang on back for a few minutes backstage, I'll be right back there. I'd like to thank Liz Kiefer for being here today and chatting with us. I'd like to thank the Necrotizing Fasciitis Foundation for sponsoring our show. For more information on Necrotizing Fasciitis, please visit www.necfasci.org. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more great upcoming episodes. Remember to be kind to one another. Until next time, have a great day.